you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schisler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 Ja, coming to you live, Hoopty, and we got a weird setup go, but we're gonna get it. We're <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Yeah, the streamers are really appreciating your uh, sex hotel background you got going on. <laughs> We are also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy, the mouth of the south. It's your wait, I already said your boy, skinny penis. (laughs) 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 It is uh, August 7th. We are uh, recording for release on August 8th. This is episode number 120. Couple things to talk about. Obviously, we got some info on summer games. They finally started releasing skins. It's not like we didn't know it was coming, uh, being year three and all, but we'll talk about what we've seen so far. We're also going to talk about Hanzo a little bit and the patch 1.6 analysis. Or is it 1.26? I think I fucked that up. Might be patch 1.26. Yes, it is. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> patch 1.26, not bad. Patch 1.6. But before we get into all of that, I would like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and some esports and competitive, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. If you enjoy the show, you want to keep up with us, just follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And definitely please join us on Discord to talk about some Overwatch and other games sometimes. Discord.me slash smash those buttons. And I always want to thank our returning listeners. Without you guys, we wouldn't be doing this every week because it's certainly not for the money. Um, so yeah. whether it's your whether it's your uh, first free listen or your 119th free listen, we thank you very much for checking out Watchpoint Radio. Want to uh, thank Drunken Monk. He's not a new subscriber uh, for our Twitch. This is the seventh month in a row he has resubscribed. So thank you very much. Drunken Monk for, for believing in us enough to subscribe to our Twitch channel. Thank you very much. Drunken Monk's the man. Hey, hey, yep. hey. Recently Got- featured on Rose Realm Maintenance. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Rose is awesome. So it's, it's always awesome being on his show. <laughs> uh, so we also have a new patron, which is Charlie Points. Thank you very much, Charlie, for you know supporting the, the show. Really, really appreciate your support. It means a lot to us. Also want to give a shout out to Carol Amudi, who again increased their pledge. Thank you very much, Carol. Appreciate that. And uh, I said last week I was going to repronounce uh, Edward's name because I fucked it up last week. <laughs> and I got to be honest with you, Edward, 
I looked it up, and I just don't think I can say your name properly <laughs> without fucking it up. Like I'm just my my speech is not skilled enough, but I'm gonna try it anyway. Uh, is Edward or Edward? I don't I don't know I, I don't know if you pronounce it which way you pronounce it, but it looks like Edward to me. But I can definitely see it being Edward. Uh, Lefevre. I'm just pretty sure ahead. I still I'm pretty sure I still pronounce that wrong. I just hear a coffee in there, like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I still pronounce that wrong, but it's the closest I can get without sounding like an absolute idiot. <laughs> like I'm tripping over my own words. So I, mean, I am very sorry for not getting your, for, for not uh, keeping my promise and getting your name right, especially for somebody who was helping to support the show. Very sorry about that. Forgiveness, please. So um, uh, we do have some community feedback this week. Actually, three pieces of community feedback. First is from Minty Fresh. Says, I was cleaning up my apartment and all my podcasts were out on some weird hiatuses. So I stumbled across the show and I love it from start to finish. What really grabbed me was that some of the hosts are also part of the FGC. And so he must have caught the crash tag episode. And I'm a longtime FGC member since 07 officially. Definitely subscribe if you're a fan of OW from a comp perspective and gives great advice for those who want to level up their game and get to Grandmasters. Great show and can't wait for the next episodes. Thank you very much, Minty Fresh. And if you think nice. we gave good advice on this show, you should definitely check out Prepare to Attack. That is our show that nice is specifically, <laughs> yeah, specifically geared to help you out in competitive Overwatch. So right. if you enjoyed Watchman Radio for the tips, Prepare to Attack is, is like that on steroids. Because it actually has like coaches that are grandmasters and teach people how to play. So and before we get in the next one, uh, Death Squad OG did just subscribe with a tier one sub on the stream. Oh, thank you very much, Death Squad OG. You're a fucking man. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Kinder with the good eyesight again. Three monitors, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Watching that Twitch chat. All right. So next up is Cubby Bear 46 He says, I've been listening for several months now and I just can't get enough. It's awesome to see people as passionate about the game as I am. And I've learned a lot of things that I didn't know about the game along the way. I look forward to Wednesdays when the new episode comes out and I listen while at work. Thanks, Jock Kinder and Blazing Bob. Well, thank you for doing the review. We really appreciate that. We're really glad you appreciate the show. Thank you very much for, uh, for being here. Thank you. Yes, and uh, finally we have a review from Magnus the Red. I believe this is a this is I think this is a prepare to attack review though. It says so out of the four to five podcasts I tried to listen to to help improve my knowledge and ultimately gameplay for Overwatch, this one has by far been the most beneficial. It points out a ton of info that I honestly did not know. All information presented is good, usable knowledge. Would absolutely recommend to anyone who's looking to progress themselves as an Overwatch player. We're really glad that it's helping you out. Like that's the goal. Like we spent a lot of time <laughs> getting prepared to attack going and recorded and the way it is. So it's always great to hear um when people are are able to really use prepared to attack. So we're happy. So thank you very much. Thank you, you know, all you guys who wrote reviews in the last week and the new patrons and new subscribers. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Before we hop into uh you know our topics. I don't think Bob has had much of a weekend Overwatch <laughs> because you Bob has has had his computer packed up. Yeah, I've had a week mm-hmm. in learning how to sell a house and learning all the bullshit that goes along with that, and then oh, learning yeah. how to move cross country and 
Oh, next week, though. Next week, guys, I'll have my setup in Colorado Springs, and things will be glorious. But right now, I am a little off kilter, but I wanted to make it really bad. So I'm here streaming on my phone and recording the audio podcast on my Surface because my Surface couldn't handle both. So this is <laughs> what we're going with. Right, right. So thank, thank you, Bob, for being here, for making the effort. So. And uh, Kender, how was your weekend Overwatch? Uh, it's it wasn't that bad. It was a pretty average week. Um, I did play a bit. Uh, did I play one night with you, Ja? I think we it was did you play. And who else was there? Geo Kuwabara. Kuwabara was, it was there. Me, yeah, mm-hmm. me, me, Kuwabara and Geo were playing, and then I think that's when Geo saw you come online. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, did, I lost a little bit of SR uh, this week, but overall, uh, played a little bit of quick play, made it the Cavalry game night. Uh, that was a good game night. Um, I, I don't know, the night that I was playing with you guys was just really off my game, but it was also the first night in a while I'd been like back, back, like really back in Overwatch, so I kind of expected it. Well, I uh, think the night that we played together, we had multiple issues. Um, one, the SR spread was too high. It was too too big of an SR spread, yeah. in my opinion. I that think was I was like the highest learned. one there too. Everybody else was on alts or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. It, 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 it was tough. That's why you know, because I started the night playing with Geo and Kurabara, and when I play with people in lower SRs or lower elos. I try to get use an account that's down there with them so that we can, you know, they'll have a, a better matchup for their skill. Right. And are able to climb out. So when you start adding people who are like 500 SR above and stuff like that, that becomes an issue. So that was one problem. The second issue I think we had is that we had too many leaders in the group, like too many people given directions. Uh, yeah. And that's never a good, that, that, that never really works. So, Yeah. I mean, it wasn't um, a bad night of play, though. I, I, I will say that. You know, we had some fun there. It's just a little bit of SR loss, you know, that I'm not used to. Yeah. But right. uh, game night, especially, uh, definitely Cavalry game night. Kudos to, uh, I, for, I forget who the guy was running it. I, I apologize. But uh, if you're in here, uh, really good job. Um, definitely, I mean, obviously not as good as when Mel's there, but uh, they did a very good job of running it. Uh, it was a real fun game night. A lot of people, a lot of people there all had, whole, all had a really good time, had fun. Uh, got our ass waxed a few times by some uh, some of the GM resident GM players, but it was a good time anyway. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, my weekend Overwatch has been weird. Like, first of all, I lost 150 SR in one night on my account that was almost in diamond, Oof. and I was just like, after that, I just kind of I like. I mean, I always said I was going to go back and play, and then I just I haven't hopped on either. Actually, no. I played my main tank account once with Big Juicy Hog, and we we won twice, but that's it. That's all I played my main tank account. My Halo account, I really haven't got back on it. And it's not just the losses that bothered me. It was the players that bothered me. Like, I, you know, I think I talked about it a little bit last week, but you know, actually, yeah, I did talk about last week where I had to explain basic concepts to almost diamond players. Right, I kind of that it too. Just, and it went, it just went to total shit last week. Like I thought, like okay, maybe there's an influx of people getting on that haven't played for a while uh, because Overwatch League, you know, grand finals are on and stuff like that. But like last week, it was just really bad. Like people throwing 
people uh, not, you know, not listening. They're not listening to call outs or anything like that. Like I had, you know, I had an argument with somebody about how to deal with pharmacy. You know, like this guy was a, uh, he was a diva. And um, the far, and we're talking about a pharmacy that's not even that great. And I'm Zen. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put uh, Discord on the Farah. You go up there and you take care of the Farah. I mean, you don't got to kill her. You just got to get her the fuck out of here. You know, like you got to make her. <laughs> you ain't got to go home. You just got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, no, no, no. We need a McCree. We need a soldier. Like, there's the ones who have to take care of this. I'm like, well, we don't have a McCree and a soldier. You have to take care of this. Like, <laughs> that's that's what we have right now. And uh, right. yeah, well, getting arguments. You, yeah, that. you and I have had that <laughs> argument before on the team. And I like my stance is still you hide from the Pharaoh. Like you guys just line of sight or just like you do a widow and she's a non-prom. You kill everybody on the ground and then you take out Pharaoh. But that's that's just that's, not always an option in so many maps. And so it's, many maps, that's not but, an option. But on the majority of the maps, it, it's the best option. Uh, in, in my opinion. Map, I'm just saying, like, Widow is different. Like, Widow is not as mobile as Farah is, right? Like, that's part of the problem. Like, Widow, ha- like, first of all, you know, Widow's going to be in one place, then she's going to be in another place, right? Like, and especially now with the um, nerf they have to her, um, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the ability, but her, her, uh, her hook. Or her chain grappling hook or whatever grappling hook yes thank you uh so widow yes widow is definitely a line of sight like you know you stay out of her way and i've actually gotten really good at staying out of the widow's line of sight playing zenyatta um but farah is a little different like farah can she does not have heavy footsteps because she's nobody's really expecting her to like blizzard's not expecting her to be walking around that much right, right. uh but you know she can get into a position above a team during a team fight and it's devastating it right. could be devastating the best way to deal actually the best the best way to deal with Farrah mercy is to discourage the Farrah, right if you can either nullify her uh by like like bob said by making her non-effective if you can avoid her sight lines you know that's one thing but also remember you don't have to be in her direct line of sight for her to be effective if you if her team is fighting your team and she knows that your people are there like while they're fighting. Even if she can't see you, she can spam into the area where her team is. She doesn't hurt her team. She puts damage on your team. Right. So, it's, well, yeah. It, go ahead. Let's be frank, though. The best way to deal with Fair Mercy is Widow, period. But that just usually there's not a Widow that can hit the headshot on either of them in Plat and below. But definitely Widow is the counter. It's just really hard to pull that off, you know, and you're not going to ask somebody to go widow. Exactly. So, like I said, in most in most Overwatch games, having a Zen put a Discord on the Farah and having either your soldier, your McCree, or your uh, or your Diva put damage on her. That's like in most games, that's probably the best way to handle her because you just need her to switch. That's I don't what know. I mean. I think it's still two characters that are out of the fight. If you line of sight correctly and take out the four on the ground, they're a non-issue. I still think that's the best way to deal with her on most maps in most situations. Uh, I found especially recently. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say, especially recently, um, actually in one of our games uh, that we have with you, I think. um, I'm like a mediocre. No, it was uh, one of the games in Game Night. 
Uh, I'm, I'm a fairly mediocre hit scan. I'm not very good, but I'm good enough to get a couple of body shots in fairly close proximity uh, on a fire that's in the sky with McCree. And if you can do that, it scares most sparrows enough for them to at least, you know, kind of go away for a second, recover, and then come back. And um, well, actually, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, now that you mentioned it, I haven't gotten to play since the McCree and since the damage fall off has been changed. Maybe the best option is a hit is a hit skin now. Maybe you could actually do something with Soldier and and McCree at longer distances. Uh, I didn't know you haven't played in that long. That's definitely an option now. Oh, with yeah. the 50% versus yeah. the 30%. So that Damn, might be, yeah, that might be a big change. Yeah, it, it seemed yeah. to be really I mean, effective. Even if I'm not good enough to get the kill shots, the headshots or anything, because I'm not, uh, if you can pop off a couple of body shots and scare, scare her off, that buys you a, a good, you know, 10 seconds, something yeah. like that for her to go Even down and get her booster recovered, et cetera. nice. Even without a Discord orb on Farah, if as long as you don't, as long as you're not trash, you can get enough damage onto her to make her back up, if not kill her. With a Discord orb on her, you can get a couple shots into her and like it, it will end her life. You know, so <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a definite change that I haven't got to experience. I can't really speak on, <laughs> but I I can see how that would be that would be a huge thing. Yeah, with yeah. Discord orb error four hundred four Farah not found. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely so but yeah I, I mean the main point is that the when i lost that 150 sr like i had so many games where i had gold damage at the end of it you know uh gold heals while mercies were on the field you know like it was it was like just really bad it was like playing in like low gold at times i'm like i just can't understand this and so that was actually pretty discouraging to be honest with you, um, all last week, I think like, after that happened, I've only been playing my DPS account. So either I'm playing with people and trying to help them climb, but a lot of the time I'm playing what I call trash overwatch, which is me insta-locking Hanzo and getting off of voice comms. That's called trash salty watch right there. That's what that is. <laughs> well, no, I avoid the salt by not hearing what they have to say. By avoiding <laughs> like, the salt, you become the salt, John. <laughs> Well, no, I only become the salt if we were losing. I'm winning more than I'm losing, for sure. I am which become is actually salt, one of the reasons. Worlds. What'd you say? I am become salt, destroyer of worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why we're going to have that conversation about Hanzo today, because I am definitely, and let's be clear, like I that accounts in gold. Every time I play it, like solo queue by myself, just doing the, the salt watch thing, you know, it's a... Uh, I'm like I'm winning more games than not, so we're gonna kind of get into gold. Hanzo's um, fun, yeah, definitely fun. Silver Hanzo's even better. Bronze Hanzo is a blast, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, Corbar brought out a a really good point. We had a game that we played last week, and this is the last thing I'm gonna talk about, and we're gonna go ahead and get into our topics. Um, actually, no, I think it was yesterday. To be honest with you, I think we were playing yesterday, and um. Uh, we're playing a game. I think we, uh, I, I think we, in, I can't remember if we won that map or we lost that map at the end of the day, but we had one instance where a Reaper, I can't remember who I was playing with. I was playing a tank, I think. I was playing Zarya? Yeah, we lost. Um, I think I was playing Zarya. I can't remember who I was playing, but we had a uh, a Reaper get behind the bulk of our team 
and then alt right he was almost dead too like he was like he was like i got him to halfway die die and like um i got him to halfway and he got like he because that's all he did though like he came in like you can see exactly what he's gonna do he wraithed in didn't wraith in quite close enough i was able to put some damage onto him and then boom when he got like right in the center behind everybody boom he did it he he ulted and killed the majority of our team and then there was a guy who's types into chat what happened like why did everybody die to the reaper and the thing is i had called the reaper out I was like reaper behind reaper behind reaper behind the two dps on the team were off comms i checked like i checked social and i saw that they were off comms and so i replied back well the reaper killed everybody because you were off comms if you were on comms and heard the call you could have turned around and shot the reaper right because what what the only other person who was on comms besides, besides me and Kuwabara was the Reinhardt. The Reinhardt was the only person. I don't expect the Reinhardt to turn around and kill the Reaper when he's protecting the team from the front with his shield. Didn't you he's just say that you were playing Salty Watch and turned off comms earlier? Yeah, but at least I wasn't communicating at my all. Man, my <laughs> man, my man, my man. There's a difference. But there's, they were there, playing there's Salty the, Watch. See, they were playing Salty Watch. Doesn't feel very good, does you it, You can't play. You Shame. can't play. No, 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 no. You, both of you, be quiet because I'm about to blow <laughs> you away right now, okay? You can't play like that and then complain that the team gets wiped when somebody made a call. If somebody made, if I died from behind by, from an enemy player, I can't complain that somebody didn't tell me when I'm not on comms. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's that's the difference. Like that, that's the thing. It's okay when John does it though. <laughs> I just explained why. <laughs> I just I just explained why. I mean, you you an excuse for sure. I don't know if it is explanation. First of all, I never said it was okay. I called it trash Overwatch <laughs> to, to, to begin with. Trash I called it watch. Tra- <laughs> called it trash Overwatch. Oh, dude, I don't s- expect the game to do well. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's one thing. Like, I like when I when I when I do the no comms thing. I mean, I'm just not talking at all. Like, it's like if I die. Okay, if you lose, okay, I'm not insulting anybody. I'm not saying you should have did this. You should have said did that. Nothing like that. But if you are off voice comms. You cannot complain about something like that. You just can't. Just accept the fact that you're on voice comms. Accept it. Accept it. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's why. But like I said, me being off voice comms isn't causing a lot of losses, at least not right now, because of the low skill for for Hanzo. But we'll get into that. Um, But let's go ahead and get into our main topics. First up, Summer Games 2018. No surprise there. No surprise about Summer Games 2018. Um, year three starts August 9th. We already got a taste of the skins that we're going to get. We got Wave Racer Diva, which I, I don't know how these artists do it. Like it's, I mean, the same day that Wave Racer Diva like showed up, you had people with these amazing pictures or amazing drawings already. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, Dude, there's a lot uh, of how, how people out there, man. Yeah, like it's just like how like how do you do that? But like, so what? Uh, that's uh, Wave Race Diva already getting some love. I don't fucking uh, know I how they do that shit, man. Because yeah, I I tried to do some drawing tonight because I had a video idea, and I just fucking like 
I spent three hours like just trying to fucking get a basic fucking sketch down. It's just like it's just not happening. I don't know how people do that shit. Like hours after a lot content of comes out, people out there, man, that really Jesus. Like I'm, I'm not yeah. very talented. I'm not really talented, but these people are on their fucking level to get shit like this out so fast. It is crazy. Yeah. Respect, it, mad respect. It is nuts. But it's the thing, like, Deep is one of those characters, like, anytime they make a skin for her, like, there's certain characters, like, you know, people are going to do artwork for Diva, Mercy, uh, Sombra, Genji, they're going to do artwork for them if they like their skins. Um, like, how much soldier artwork do you see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> around? True. Not much of it. Um, but we also saw Gridiron Heart. I'm not necessarily a fan of this skin. I think this should have been... I shouldn't should say it. No, that's not that's not true. It's not that say, I'm not a I fan. Like that skin. It's not that I'm not a fan of the gridiron hard skin. I think that this skin should have been because hopefully in January they're going to be releasing another set of skin legendary skins that's just going to be in the game. Period. No event attached. I think this skin should have been part of that pack. Uh, well, hopefully, if they do that in January, because American football is not an Olympic sport. Right. Oh, it it, it kind of looks whole... like a lacrosse uniform almost. <laughs> no, Roadhog's lacrosse skin looks like lacrosse. This definitely oh, looks yeah. like football. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys I, I was, are missing the whole point about this whole Summer Games. Like, nobody's upset that this is year three of Summer Games. I mean, like we know, like Blizzard runs the same events over and over again. Yeah, I expect well, summer we, games to come. Yeah, but we talked about we were hoping they would change it up after Overwatch League ended, and they had some time. I don't know, well, like them repeating summer games is just kind of lame, in my opinion. And I, I mean, I well, usually they, support a lot of Blizzard, but this is getting a little absurd. Like, I don't want <laughs> all the new, like all the same things. For this entire year, I really don't. I really think that that's the big issue here. Like, the skins are kind of cool, I guess, but, like, we're getting the same shit now. Like, it's it's for sure now. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I think that should have been expected. Like, we're always going to have summer games, and what came the year before is, is going to come in the next year. But what we, we had talked about several times, that they need to start adding something new to these events right like just having summer games and just having lucio ball isn't really enough anymore like they need to add um it needs to come with like a new map a new game mode uh they've been running competitive seasons of other things while these events are going on which has been good i think they kind of fucked up the 3v3 elimination one by not having matchmaking i think like yeah like by having to have three people yeah, like by not allowing matchmaking for that, that kind of like really fucked it up. But um, I thought I was yeah, going to be the, way more excited about that than I was, and I barely even played it. Right. Well, the, I mean, getting a group of three together, like if you get a group of three, you might as well get three more and actually do comp. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. yeah well, right. and in its defense, I was hardcore on comp while it was going on. Like I was rising higher than i ever had so i didn't want to like take the chance of reinhardt sucking later on and why did i waste all my time on 3v3 i could have got masters you know but so i definitely like that could have played into it but i thought i would be a lot more excited about the 3v3 when it was out 
I but, was excited about it. It's just like finding three people to play with all the time for that just wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't like worth it. I could just, I, mean, I could just hop into solo queue for actual comp. It's, it's just a lot easier. But I mean, I don't like having these set events isn't an issue, but them being the same exact thing, that's an issue. Not to mention, like, I wonder how much year one skins are going to cost now. Like, are they going to go down to 800? credits or are they still going to be a thousand credits like i, I don't know well but the year one question. ones weren't they like half price yeah they were half last time. last year are they going to be a fourth now well that's the like, well they were they were a third because they were a thousand credits instead of three thousand credits right right okay they were a thousand credits instead of three thousand credits. so are so they going to drop them down to like nothing I, I doubt. I, I, doubt I assume they'll probably just keep them at a thousand along with year two probably that's that's probably, what i would yeah. expect or I mean, like I mean, at this point, dude, just make year one skins part of the goddamn game, right? <laughs> just, just make them part of the yeah, game yeah, itself. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, definitely. They're they're year one skins, man. Come on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like come on. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, summer games itself isn't the issue. It's the fact that it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Although no, no, actually, no. I take that back. Don't make them part of the game. Make them unattainable now. They're the year one skins. It's been two. It's it's been two years. If you didn't play then, That's didn't a play last year, then you don't get. Yeah, them. but There's what about something. your old accounts? It's, or like if you got a new account? It's just like though. it's just like the Tony the Tiger that I had in World of yeah, Warcraft, yeah, and they got rid gone. of that. Like that was badass. <laughs> that I had the Tony the the Tiger mount, and people years later were like, "Where did you get that mount?" I was like, "Dude, you can't get it no more, man." Sorry. Oh, you want to be an elitist then? Yeah, hell yeah. No, That's not it. an elitist. Like, <laughs> an elitist would be someone who has it, you know, because they are elite. This is something you had because you were one of the founders. That's still elitist, Bob. <laughs> Call it what you want. Either way, that that would be better at at, I'm calling an elitist. I hope point. you know that. <laughs> <laughs> Call what you want. I don't. Th I disagree, but it just shows that you were there, right? Yeah, I mean that's the same. Well, that's got to be honest. That's the same attitude they have with those uh, Twitch all access passes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm that's just, I'm just saying. My <laughs> Kinder account was there. My Rim Job account was not there. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I prefer. I would prefer them to just make them part of the game at this point. It's been, you know, we're going into year three now. There's going to be more skins, whatever. But um, yeah. I mean, I was I was going to save it to after we got through the list. But yeah, I do think that the the whole point of the event is to bring people back into Overwatch and to play Overwatch. And this just isn't going to do it. I mean, their biggest event every year is archives. I mean, I think we can agree that gets the most people excited. Right. You know? And I really think they need to start taking story content seriously in Overwatch because that's what people want. We're going to year three. Well, I mean, we don't even get cinematics the way we used to. What happened to season two of the Overwatch cinematics? We got two cinematics. We got May and Reinhardt. I know that that's what I wish they would do. It's like they promised all this like world building and storyline content, and then like all of a sudden, three years has passed now, and it's like, what what's the rest of the story? What where's the fucking where's this shit going? Like, I mean, what's my like? I, and I know the head, you know, Michael choose the head writer, dude. What are you writing? Can you show us? 
Yeah. <laughs> Can you show us what you've been working on, please? Hey, man, it's Besides, just like Lost. He's writing it right before it goes out. It's like, <laughs> please, like, tell us what you're working on. Besides these like cryptic hints of, well, Reaper and Soldier were really good friends, and you know, Reaper depended on Soldier and stuff like that. They never really hated each other. I'm like, okay, show me, show me right. what happened. You have comics which we haven't been getting. You have. The, the uh, you know the animated shorts which we haven't been getting you have you know even the like the um i mean the the best like origin story short they did was like actually no it wasn't even an origin story. it was it wasn't even an origin story the best like animated short they did outside of the story ones was the one with doomfist fighting winston that shit was fucking dope yeah, it was pretty know? dope ja i want you to say show me the lore say show me the lore yeah, show, show me the lore, lore. show me the lore <laughs> It's gonna yeah. be a soundbite, by the way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Someone cut like, that, show, like, please. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. We like we like, we we've been starving for lore for three. Well, not three years. For two years and some change now. Right. And it's like, when are they gonna finally give us to us? We got Gamescom coming up, so I would hope that we're gonna get another cinematic Gamescom. We have the past two Gamescoms, and then we also have. Uh, BlizzCon coming. What was the BlizzCon cinematic from last year? Was it man? Was it what? Was it Reinhardt? Was Reinhardt the BlizzCon Reinhardt cinematic? Was I think BlizzCon because so. yeah. I was crying in front of like nine thousand people. <laughs> of course you were. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, are we only going to get two cinematics a year now? You know, no. It's almost as if they're they've got some ideas for characters to add to the game that are big like ideas or big characters to the storyline and all, but they're still working on like their abilities and what they can do and their actual, like le- fleshing their shit out. And that's then they're going to add it. Like that, they can well, at least tell this us, game, We will constantly be getting new characters. That's the case. They will never put lore out. We're constantly going to be getting new characters. True. Give us lore for the characters we already have. There was a thread in the forums not that long ago talking about how Hammond has more lore than D.Va. <laughs> you know, which is true. I was like, God damn, true. that guy's right. I mean, to be fair, they have to be real careful with Diva. <laughs> yeah, just like it, the thing is, like, like they need to solidify lore. We got they got rid of the first strike graphic novel, which was supposed to kind of be the base for the Overwatch lore. It got rid of that. Okay, fine. You you did you decided not to go in the direction. Gotcha, no problem. But you have to solidify lore at some point. If you want the games, what are we taking seriously? You know, <laughs> fucking Unreal Tournament has more solid lore than Overwatch. <laughs> like it's like, come on! And they did yeah. not care about lore in that game at fucking <laughs> all. <laughs> and like, I'm totally speculating, but I still think they've been trying to get like a show or something going, some sort of media like that, That'd and be it's just awesome. been. Well, I I think they've been trying to do it. I just think they've like. I want Blizzard to fucking always morning really style, slow. Like, fucking yes, G.I. dude, Joe that's cartoon. what I want definitely too. But I think like Blizzard always wants it to be too perfect. And so, I mean, like just think about the Warcraft movie and how long that was in development, how many different directors they went through and didn't get started and then finally got it out. And it was just so, so, I mean, that's their problem is they just they want it to be perfect like their games and it's not going to be and so they're scared and that's my total speculation that has no grounds of reality or any facts that's just what i think i think 
they're shopping around and just not finding what they want. Um, I don't know. Like the Warcraft movie had a bit of a different problem, right? Like, yeah, they did have they did look for the perfect director and stuff like that. But the problem with the Warcraft movie is that they tried to make a movie about a game that had no war, which was the first Warcraft. The first Whoa. Warcraft. Okay, no, the the first Warcraft. You all the lore on your ass first, on that. Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't say Warcraft. World of Warcraft didn't have lore. The first well, Warcraft they did, game. Yeah, but but the they first did Warcraft, the movie about the. The Dark Gate, like that wasn't the first Warcraft game, was it? Yeah, the first, the okay, so the first World of Warcraft, just or the first Warcraft, I should say. I mean, I played that on release. I don't think you did, but I did. I just don't remember the lore. (laughs) You don't remember the lore because it didn't have any, Bob. Like, so basically, (laughs) the first Warcraft was a collection of missions. That's what it was. It was a collection of missions. Had some little bit of story in it. And that was it. The story of the first Warcraft didn't come into Warcraft 2 when they retconned the story and so that they can have a smooth story in Warcraft 2. That's the problem with the Warcraft movie. Well, hold <laughs> on. okay, but like, I wish Nick was here so he could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the Burning Gate, like, like the first expansion for World of Warcraft is what they based the movie off of because they had no, the big old gate not, you walk through... In you know at the start of that's the burning, the burning legion crusade that's the legion or whatever the burning huh. crusade I'm pretty sure that was the legion coming through the gate in World of Warcraft because the orcs were already here yeah yeah the and in the movie was, okay, the orcs so burning, were okay, already so Kor- here and they were bringing them through the gate Korbara just correct us he says that burning crusade that's going back to Outland so that's what that was um, okay. But yeah, yeah, the first Warcraft game was the or- it was orcs versus humans, and that was it. Like, that's the problem with the Warcraft movie. They tried to uh, make a movie out of a game that didn't really have much lore to begin with. With Overwatch, is different. They've had lore. They they had lore for Overwatch before Overwatch came out. I just think they couldn't decide on what they wanted to do. The reason they had the first Strike comic. Now I shouldn't say ready to go. But it was going to be published like a few months after um, Overwatch came out, right? So they had to be deep into it. But then they decided they didn't want to lock themselves into that lore. So at some point, I guess what my main point is, TLDR, they need to solidify something in the lore. They need to dedicate to the lore a bit, you know, like, and, then, and then go from there, you know? The, 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 the Blizzard writers are more than talented enough to write around mistakes that they think they might make, you know? Yeah, I hope Big Juicy Hog and Chad is right, and I hope they are saving all the lore for the Overwatch cartoon. Kinder, we can only hope. The other, we're going to get through these other scans, and then we're actually just going to move on and talk about Hanzo a little bit. Uh, there was a catcher, Winston, which actually I kind of like, mainly because of the shades, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, so that was kind of <laughs> cool. The Cabana Anna, which apparently a lot of people like. I'm like, man, that skin sucks. I really, really like it, actually. I think it's I great. don't like it. She, I, because she looks like my fucking grandmother. Like, she lives in Florida, and she always dresses in, like, that kind of weird style. She looks like my grandmother, and it's hilarious. I really don't like I don't necessarily want to play as an old person in the game. Like, I, I, I don't mind. Listen, mom, listen, though. Like, listen, listen, listen. I don't <laughs> mind playing as older soldiers 
soldiers and warriors and stuff like that. Cause I think it looks kind of cool, like the like the aged aspect like grizzled of it. Warrior, yeah. Like yeah, like the grizzled warrior, the grizzled, grizzled soldier. So most of her skins, I think, are like really cool. But one where she actually looks like a grandma, I'm like, eh, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm I not, love I'm it though. Anna is so endearing. She is. I just love Anna so much as far as like her personality and character. I think like she's so unique in that aspect. I fucking love it. I really, really do, honestly. And like, you just don't get that with any of their game. You don't get a fucking literal grandmother that's like, you know, making tea and shit in game. Like, you just don't get that. I'm sorry, I'm a little drunk. <laughs> Yeah, see. A little? Uh, Shut up. <laughs> got lacrosse Roadhog, uh, who, I mean, I thought I thought that skin was okay. I mean, it's lacrosse. Maybe I'm not big in a lacrosse, so we'll see. I yeah, didn't. I mean, I actually, I I just realized I didn't see what his hook looks like. That's probably one of the most important think parts about of the skin. I didn't see what his hook looks like, so maybe once I see that, I will be a little, a little better. And there's a Mexico skin for Sombra. So that yeah, better just, be like an epic, not a goddamn legendary. It's, it's an epic. Shouldn't shouldn't his hook be like a lacrosse stick? Like with like, shouldn't his hook be a net? Probably. Well, I, would, I would imagine so. Yeah. I'm about to look it up now. If uh, if it shows it. Yeah. All right. So, hopefully this won't play audio. I apologize if it does. Yeah, no it does. Okay. All right. And it is. A hook, it's it's uh, uh, it's a hook still, but it's got like a lacrosse net like stitched from the hook to the actual side of it. So it's not a true a uh, true lacrosse net, but it is like implied that it's a lacrosse net, kind of weird. Thing. Right, gotcha. like, you have to kind of see it. It's hard to describe. All right, so I mean, like for I don't really see this bringing back a whole bunch of players uh, to play Overwatch. So mm-hmm. for those who are still into Overwatch, like people listen to this podcast, I would imagine, you know, enjoy these new skins for the time being. It's going to go from like August 9th, I think, to the end of the month, like the 30th or something like that. So uh, enjoy. Let's talk. Let's move on to Hanzo here. There was actually a forum thread that I tried to forward over and I must have fucked it up because it, it didn't come through. But there was a forum thread talking about Hanzo and how easy he is to play now. Um, now, some people say in the in that post that he was skillless. That's actually not true. He's not skillless, but his skill four is really, really low. Um, one thing I don't it's think not I really low. I wouldn't agree with you there, but it's definitely been it's... dropped from what it was. Oh no, his his skill ceiling is definitely low. Oh, no, skill ceiling. Sorry, skill four is definitely right. low. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if I said yeah, skill ceiling. I think it's much easier to play soldier. So I. Like, I have to disagree that it's super low, but I mean, any DPS isn't really super low. I mean, like, I mean, if we're talking skill floors, the DPS skill floors are higher than than most of the tanks, some of the healers. That's my opinion. If you have basic FPS, like, ability, you can play Soldier you can play Hanzo even now. Um, I've, McCree is harder to play than Hanzo at this point. McCree's McCree always is, been harder to play than Hanzo, though, I think. Not necessarily. At least with Hanzo before, like it wasn't as easy to get a shot off with Hanzo. They're, like McCree, you know, is a hit scan. Hanzo, with, with his arrow being slower before, you at least had to predict movement a little bit better than you do now. 
now it's extremely easy to get picks. I should say extremely. That's a little bit, that's that's a bit much. It's that it's way easier to get picks than it was. Like and the, the experience I'm going by is my personal experience. I've been playing like I said, I've been playing nothing but Hanzo. <laughs> you know, yeah, as a DPS was huge for that though, you know what I mean? Like Stormbell really Everybody talks shit on Scatter Arrow, but Storm Arrow's been way better and way more on average. What what am I looking for? Way more uh, it's, consistent. It's way more Useful? effective and consistent. You're you're right. Yep. And that's why people hated uh Scatter Arrow so damn much, is because it was so inconsistent, such a like a chance based kind of thing, except for when it was you a used cheap it like move. as a Yeah, it was, it was also a cheap, a cheap move if you used it correctly. Otherwise, it was like pure chance. I mean, I saw, I don't know how many like weird highlight and funny Overwatch videos uh, I saw where a Hanza would shoot a fucking scatter arrow somewhere and then like a minute later, a Faro would get knocked out of the air by a stray shot, you know, uh, and think, shit like that. People, I think it that. became less chance based the better you got at it. I mean, after a few hours of practice in it, I was hitting those scatter arrows, those one shot kills more than half of the time. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was hitting them, too, as long as it's on flat ground. Right. Like, yeah, when exactly. he changed so, from flat ground, like, any sort of inclined was really different than anything else. And I'm sure the really good Hanzos knew exactly where to place it at the inclines, you know? Right, yeah. At least with Scatter, well, not Scatter, but with Storm Arrow, you know, you still got to aim. Now, if you're going against a big body target like a tank, that's fucking crazy like you, you you should not be missing tanks with storm arrow right um but the like the thing about hanzo now versus like i think it has to do one with sca- with storm arrow but in my opinion it's actually more about the speed of his arrows mixed with how large the hitbox is and the damage like i'm hitting Farah's not even using storm arrow way more frequently now knocking him right out of the air you know on average my damage with hanzo is between 12k and 15k a match, you know. All right, I, um, I want you to clip those so we can see them because like hitting fairs is sweet. So clip that shit all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, like that. I'm getting a ton of damage with Hanzo right now. Once again, I have been playing Hanzo and Gold, but I played Hanzo and Gold before, and I was not nearly as successful as I was. Um, so, you know, it's, it's just a couple of things with them. First of all, the agility plus the damage, right? And I think there, there were some people, uh, mainly probably Winston players and maybe even diva players complaining about this, that, you know, if you're, you know, this guy's supposed to be a sniper, right? And one of the things about snipers is if once you get in close to them, I'm sure they can still kill you. But they're not supposed to be extremely deadly like Hanzo is. Like, you know, if a Winston hops onto a Widow, that's not necessarily a death sentence for the Widow, but the Widow's definitely looking to get away from that, from that Winston. Right. Versus a Hanzo, where if a, if I see a Winston jumping at me, I'm going to take a few shots as he's coming in. And then when he lands, uh, hopefully I have enough health to, you know, survive that. You got to, you know, gauge the situation before right. you, you do that. But... I'm moving into him so I can storm arrow him and like fucking and you know fuck him up. That's what I'm going to do against uh, a Winston there. Yeah, uh, and that- and with him you're backing up and shooting away. Whereas before with Hanzo you were strictly running the fuck away from a Winston. And exactly. in this like- in this meta that's already very anti dive, that can be kind of a problem. 
Right, uh, especially because Winston's Winston's uh, bubble crumbles the Storm Arrow. So even if you're using Storm right. Arrow to pop that bubble of his, you know he's going to be open. You know he's going to open shop. Not to mention, if you if you don't think you can take that matchup with him jumping in, as he's about to land, you just lunge away. That's what you do, and that was a huge complaint against Winston's. Like you know you jump in and they just move away from you. Like <laughs> that, 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 that's right. That's kind of now, they, they not only does Hanzo move away, but then he can still still deliver like heavy damage to that Winston, you know. Right. And now whether or not there should be a buff to Winston and maybe Diva or other die characters or a nerf to Hanzo, that, that that's kind of the question because Hanzo is really strong right now. But I feel like part of that is not necessarily because he's super fucking crazy good. And he is pretty good right now. But maybe if your dive characters were stronger, at least had stronger abilities to dive and defend against that, like maybe a boost to Winston's bubble, which seems like it could kind of use a buff without being like super overpowered or anything. And maybe a little buff uh, back again to Diva's defense matrix. You know, maybe those kind of things would be better than actually nerfing Hanzo because they put him in a really good place for him himself. But this is also a really anti-dive meta. So if you boosted the dive characters just a hair, just enough to make them somewhat viable in this meta, or at least a little more viable against certain comps, rather than boosting or weakening Hanzo or Brigida or anything any more than they already have, that might be the way to go with this. I'm not completely sure because I'm not a professional, but uh, that's kind of the inkling that I have. I think, I mean, that could be a solution partially. Um, but then, like, it's not just tanks you got to worry about. Hanzo, I don't know, maybe because I've been playing shooters for so long, like I believe in certain archetypes for characters, right? Right. Where, you know, you don't mix, necessarily mix certain things. Like you don't mix high mobility with, you know, um, necessarily high damage. Right. And fast projectiles, if not hit scan, <laughs> you know. Right. You don't make high health, high damage kind of shit, and you're like high health precision. And yeah, I get exactly. That. Like that's that's part of the balance of first person shooters. With Hanzo, you have a high damage character that has a fast projectile that also has uh, a decent amount of health. 200 HP is nothing necessarily to laugh at, you know. And he has high mobility. He can get around really well. He can position very easily and get away from danger really easily. There needs to be some type of penalty for Hanzo getting caught in a bad spot. Right now, the best way to deal with Hanzo is just to kill him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that. Right. That's kind of what you got to do. You can't deter him like you can other characters. Like for example, if a, if a Winston jumps into a soldier, the soldier should be running away from that Winston. You know, right? That's that's kind of the deal. The, sh- the soldier seventy six should be running away from that Winston, but uh, you know, we just talked about it. Winston jumps to Hanzo. Hanzo's like, oh, okay, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, <laughs> what's up? So I think that's that's part of the problem. And yeah, he's just I think he's just too good in too many aspects right now. Right. And that's why I think one of the reasons I'm getting such high damage off on him. It's because, like, okay, I can kill you at a, you know, I can pump out damage at a distance. When I'm up close to you, I use Storm Arrow and take you out. You know, if I'm in trouble, it's easy for me to get away because I can lunge and I can, you know, climb up walls and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, he's just short of being Genji. Genji has more mobility than him. But we see how Genji's not weak per se, but his DPS isn't 
uh, I should say his DPS, but his uh, the damage per like projectile he shoots isn't as great, <laughs> you know. Right. It's uh, almost as if they balanced everything about him uh, as a mid range character instead of a sniper. Uh, you know, because he's classified by most people as a sniper, but by no means is he a sniper right now. He's very much a mid range shooter. Um, he is essentially what soldier. 76 was at one point uh he is the mid-range battle he's not meant to be as effective at range as Widowmaker is yet he still has the damage output of a sniper which he's kind of like soldier but he can get like you know soldier needs good positioning right but he can get the like so soldier you got to walk up steps and shit like that (laughs) like you know you got to get to where you're going with Hanzo he can almost I don't know I can say instantly but much faster get into a good position and escape that position as you know as well you know and that's i guess that's mainly the the problem i also in my opinion one of the big problems with hanzo right now is he gets his ult charge way too fast oh yeah and and why and while you know you still have to you know it does take some skill to actually deploy it and get kills don't get me wrong it's an excellent zoning utility that has won me many matches Oh, yeah. it's, it's one of the best zoning abilities in the game. I mean, right. short, short because of Isn't that what Kinder said last week, though? What's that? Isn't that what Kinder said? Or am I crazy? Like, just last about? week? Most likely. I don't know. <laughs> like, what are you like? What, exa- like, what exactly what are you talking about? Yeah, he said Hanzo's ult, uh, he works it up too quick. He said that was the problem with it. Yeah, and like, that it was so a great zoning. Like that, yeah. It is, I mean, almost every time. I use his ultimate as long as I use it. No, it properly. was what Crash said. Crash right. tag said that. Okay. One like almost every time I use his ultimate, <clears throat> sometimes before the dragons have not even like finished going through the stage, I'm already back up to 30% of my ultimate. Right. It doesn't take long, especially if you're farming tanks, you know, which I mean, I'm sorry. That's 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 just what I have to do. That's what yeah. I do as Hanzo. With Storm like, Arrow, that's no... easy as fuck now. What'd you say? With Storm Arrow, that's easy as fuck if they don't have like a Reinhardt shield up. Yeah, like in my opinion, there's no uh, there's no trash damage with with Hanzo, right? Um, if we if I see a shield, what I tend to do is I will shoot at the shield, but I tend to aim at somebody that's behind where the shield is, so that, A, I'm either do, I'm doing damage to the shield, and if that Reinhardt drops the shield at the right time, bink, which has happened several times, <laughs> I know the person that gets hit with that is cursing their Reinhardt out, especially if it's, a, if, if it's like a one-shot, you know? Um, then, like, you know, when, when the Reinhardt finally does drop his shield, or if you see a tank come into the open... Even if you don't kill the tank, you're just putting damage into the tank and getting that alt charge back up. And it just happens so fast. I really do think they need to adjust Hanzo's alt charge because it's really no, I shouldn't say there's no reason. That's not necessarily true. But the fact that I can get off three Hanzo ults before a decent Zarya can get off, you know, get her ult. I think that that, that's a problem. (laughs) Like, you know, I can get off like two, two Hanzo ults at least. Three if I'm doing well, you know, it's, before Zarya is ready to... If a decent Zarya, she's going to get her ult by the time you get your second ult. If you're a good Hanzo, if you're equal, that's about the range there. Like, usually, we say, Hanzo, use your first ult, save your second for Zarya. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, the problem with Hanzo, I think in higher ELOs, he's less of a problem. You know, people just tend to stay out of line of sight more. Uh, people will stay behind shields more. People aren't getting hit as much with Hanzo in higher ELOs because uh, I plan a bit smarter. But yeah, they're yeah they're using corners and shit. Right, but the like you know in a lower ELO like right now, there's no way I should be just dominating with Hanzo right now. I'm not that great of a Hanzo player. Like I like I go into a game, I don't communicate with the team. And I'm dominating, you know. I'm yeah, tossing out ultimate. Hmm? If you're in gold, though, you're you're gonna dominate because you you just know the maps better. And I mean, not necessarily because, like I said, I played I played Hanzo in gold before, and I didn't dominate hard like this. That's the point. Like, it's not like I just started playing Hanzo in gold. Like, it was still a little bit more difficult to not even a little bit more difficult. It was just more difficult to be effective with Hanzo. Now. You know, people are even afraid to get close to you. I think that that may be the issue, right? People like at, at a distance, Hanzo was a problem before. Up close, if he was really accurate, he could also be a problem. And if you were a tank, of course, he could scatter arrow. But if he scatter arrow to missed, that was kind of like, okay, you fucked up now. <laughs> you know, like now you fucked up. Now he's a much larger threat up close than he was before. So as a Hanzo, I'm actually pretty relaxed whether or not I'm far away from somebody or I'm up close to them, right. you know? I, I, I think they could to... just about solve most of this problem, including the ult charge, if they increase the cooldown for Storm Arrow again. Uh, it, it's really fucking powerful. It's really, really, really powerful right now. What the, what the, the, uh, that, the latest increase didn't go into live yet, did it? Oh, did it not? I don't think, I think the cooldown, I think the last, patch we got for overwatch they or the one before that they may have just increase a uh, decrease the number of arrows i'm looking for it now yeah oh uh, actually yeah storm arrow duration reduced to five seconds and the cooldown increased from eight to ten seconds so that actually is live i gotta right. be honest it doesn't feel like it <laughs> like it yeah, really doesn't yeah. feel like it's doing anything um I mean, what, most well, of these two seconds feels like an eternity, but for Storm Arrow, I played Hanzo recently and it felt I didn't feel a difference. But I don't play maybe because we're getting so much value out of it. Maybe maybe, maybe that's why because you, you just get so much value out of Storm Arrow when you do use it. Like well, fine, you can only use every ten know, seconds, if but is... if you use it and it fills up like you know forty percent of your ult, <laughs> that, that is a lot. You're, you're talking about getting value, but Carb. Uh, Kurubara in chat saying Geo got seven dragons before we got one point on King of the Hill. That's not getting value. <laughs> that is like getting zero value. <laughs> like you should have got it well, with one I mean, dragons, especially if it was King of the Hill. <laughs> it's still getting value because he's getting his ultimates. Because maybe he's just because not he doing anything with them, I guess. Yeah, yeah like also in a, in a lower elo too. Because if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you, yeah, still which means you should be killing more people planet. with it. I think he's probably exaggerating. I think it was probably two dragons. I mean, still, if you're in like, you know, between mid gold and mid plat or so, I mean, that's kind of part of the course. You're not necessarily getting the same value you are as a master's player. Right, as a know? master's player, I will tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, could, it could just be biased because, I, like I said, I believe in certain shooter archetypes. Like, I don't think a character that has that's has a cannon 
should also be have high mobility and also have uh you know uh, I, I don't want to say he has he doesn't have high health but he definitely has you know decent health i'm more of a glass cannon type of person <laughs> you know like okay fine you're going to be able to pump out a shit ton of damage no problem however if you get caught that's your mm-hmm. ass and that's not the problem that's yeah, not the case with hanzo like that's just not the case i mean uh- I think you guys are both onto something. I think Jaw originally Crash Tag's idea of uh, bringing, like, making him generate his ult slower is definitely the way to go. But I think Kinder's idea of increasing the cooldown for Storm Arrow has some good, some good, some good things too. I think maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, because I mean, I think. You know, if you increase the cooldown for Storm Arrow, you can still, like, it, it just, you know, when you, you have to decide to use it more carefully, which you still probably yep. use it to bust up tanks. And let's, let's be honest. The only time I use Storm Arrow on a 200 HP hero is when I'm lazy. Like, I'm tired of chasing you around. I'm going to hit this button, and you're going to go bye-bye. Like, that's basically <laughs> what happens. And if I can't kill you by the time I'm done with this, with this uh, you know, power... Okay, I deserve to die. Like you know, like it's, <laughs> I'm just playing poorly at that point. So yeah, I really do because I mean, even tracers, they like I'm 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 one shotting tracers like when they blink, uh, at least in gold. So or waiting for that. More specifically in gold, I just kind of wait for them to run out of blinks. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> good night. Like that's kind of right. the end. That's the end of you, my friend. Um. But I, and I will say again, I do think they need to bring his uh, the hitbox size of the arrows more in line with the actual um, with the actual model for the arrow because I have definitely missed people and got a headshot. <laughs> like I know, like I can see. I'm like, God damn it, bink! I'm like, oh, son of a bitch like, I, 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 I can't enjoy this I feel bad <laughs> you know? I still think I might need to be bring able, it in go ahead I might be able to relate once I get to Colorado I don't know what my internet connection is going to be so I might be able to see these things you guys always talk about that I'm like I don't see that dude but I might yeah. be able to see it now that I'm not going to be on fiber but uh, let's move on to the patch analysis for 2.6 which this is what brought the changes for May and Sombra um, which, you know, I think like, well, there's a lot of disagreement among the Sombra players about Sombra and May had some mixed reactions as well. Uh, it looks like the changes made to May didn't have, I mean, it, it had an impact, but overall her performance in terms of the other players didn't have much impact. So her eliminations have increased by 6%, her damage has increased by 9%, and her final blows have increased by 12%. That's across the board. However, her offensive impact still remains low. She is number 12 for eliminations, number 14 for damage done, which I'm, I'm totally fine with that because she, you know, like she's a fucking CC character. Like she shouldn't be pumping out tons. I'm not going to say I told you so, but. Well, you can't say you told me so with a week. It's only been a week <laughs> or two, maybe, maybe two. And just because we're not seeing a lot of, well, first of all, she still has a low pick rate. That's something that's later on in the report I was going to get to. So she still has a low pick rate. But just because she's not getting picked that much and she's not being used that effectively, it doesn't mean that she should still have that uh, like that much power behind the shot. I mean, she still got the same or around the same pick rate and just that much of an increase in what she's actually doing damage wise. And it's still pretty 
kind of my tool is so, but hey, that's uh, the conversation was never about how, like, if it was going to turn her into a monster or anything like that. The conversation was she always sucks. about how cheap it is for that to happen. Go ahead. What did you, you say, Bob? <laughs> I said, I think she sucks, and then I dropped my mic. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, like, because her main, like, you know, yeah, like, the, the, the primary concern for May, in my opinion, shouldn't be damage. It just shouldn't be damage. It should be that she can CC and she can stop people and shit like that. I still think that the, the you know the getting rid of the damage drop off was just unnecessary. But like luckily we haven't had it hasn't had much impact in the game. Right. Uh Sombra has seen some changes. Um you know her deaths are down by 8%, her eliminations have increased by only 3%, her damage output has actually been reduced by 2% and her final blows have increased by 8%. So, you know, what that really tells tells us that she's just more focused killer, you know. Actually, I'm, I'm right. sorry. I'm not sure if I mentioned that this is from OmnicMeta.com. I always try to mention that before. We, like, this is not our analysis. This is from OmnicMeta.com, so I'm really sorry for not mentioning that ahead of time. Right. You should check out OmnicMeta.com for the full report. Now, um, I, I did play a bit of Sombra uh, here recently. I haven't played her consistently, but playing her for just probably, what, half an hour to an hour or so, uh, she definitely feels different. Um as somebody that played that main summer for uh, a season, it's just kind of, it, it's it's definitely a different direction completely from how you played it before. And you have to get used to it like really hardcore. I didn't think it was going to be that big a difference between uh, how I played and how she's supposed to be played now, but it really is. Um, and yeah. I, I, I think as people get more used to her new gameplay style, her new, um, all, just her new intended play style altogether. I think they'll get better. I, I think she's kind of being overlooked right now, and she'll she'll kind of come into her own and come into her own as the meta changes. Yeah, I mean, probably. I mean, like she still ranks at the bottom of damage heroes, which is fine. Just because she's ranked at the bottom of damage heroes doesn't mean she can't be effective. Or she's not effective if she's getting behind. I'm pretty sure. The... Go ahead, Sorry. Bob. Yeah, I was just saying, I'm pretty <laughs> sure Genji and Tracer always rank, Genji, Tracer, and Widow always rank in, like, low in damage. Like, their whole skill set is to get those final blows. So they're definitely they're definitely doing a good job on making her what she should be. I mean, the damage characters are Junkrat, Farah, Reaper. Like, those are your da- soldier. Those are your, like, basic damage output characters. But it's not rare for a widow or a tracer or a genji to be behind tanks like tanks will out damage them easy in a six man team and that's just right. normal. like their whole point is to get those final blows so the fact that her final blows are up eight percent i joke around and say somber sucks but they're getting closer to what they're supposed to do and that the fact that her deaths are down are a big are a are a are a big thing too. That means that she's able to survive longer in the back in the backfield because she doesn't have that set time before she comes in uh, becomes visible. So I think I mean I think they're getting closer, and I think when more people play, she will start right. to shine a little bit more. But there's still a stigma when you pick Sombra, and people are like, I ah, don't know, dude. I don't know, you know, and so that's the point. Well, that's she still because has to, to communicate get, to, a lot. To, to get value out of her, you have to be good with her. Like, um, 
I had a lot of people, like when I was playing Hanzo, I had a lot of Sombras get behind me and try to kill me. Like, they'd get behind me, they'd hack me. I'm like, okay, fine, I can't use Storm Arrow, but I'm still going to kick your ass. Like, you know, I'm still, <laughs> it only takes like one or two shots to kill you. Like, it's not going to yeah. take very yeah. much. Well, that's that's a the Reinhardt or the Orisa, and then the but Hanzo's in trouble. Yeah. That's kind of the point, though. Like, there's a lot of bad Sombras out there. Like, when I play Sombra, and I'm not saying a great Sombra, uh, but, you know, I go for the supports, especially if there's a Zenyatta or an Ana. Like, I'll hack an Ana so she can't do her, you know, her grenade and stuff like that, and then I'll then I'll be able to kill her. So as a Sombra, you should be going after their supports and stuff like that. But I see Sombras come out of, you know, Invis and hack and Orisa. Yeah, the Hanzo. Right. Yeah, the Hanzo. <laughs> you know, like, oh, come on. Well, no, Orisa. There is definitely a priority Reinhardt's hierarchy good, but, with Sombra. Yeah, but like anybody who, you know, Mercy's good, but, you know, the DPS, I would not mess with hacking them because you're going to lose that battle in a lot of the cases and you want to exactly. get, I mean, normally, like if you get the Reinhardt or the Orisa down, your team fight has just jumped significantly if you still have your main your main tank. If you do. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. kind of the thing. You're probably better off like going after one of the supports and bringing them down. Like if you can take their mercy out like right before a fight starts, like that's a that's pretty yeah. big yeah. deal. If you can catch well, a mercy if, even kind of out of position, then she can't guardian angel. She is useless. She is, she's yeah, a high well, priority target along with like Ryan. And like Doomfist, things like that. You know, there are very high priority targets of Sombra. Then there are people that have no priority, like well, Hanzo. Right. Like, yeah. yeah, like Hanzo. But <laughs> yeah, if, I, I mean, like if Anna is away from the pack, like she probably <laughs> should be, and you hack her, that is definitely huge. Yeah. I think one of the reasons her damage output actually has gone down is because she's not being forced into engagements anymore. Like, before you had that timer, and as it was ticking down, it's like, okay, am I going to do something, or am I going to teleport back? Got to right. make a decision. With that timer, happen. there's a lot of spray and pray going on. It's like, uh, I'm on time limit. I got three seconds left. So, uh, I hope you die, and you're yeah. doing damage, but not getting the kill. Whereas right, now, you yeah. don't have to worry about that as much, and you can be like, all right, I don't have a time limit. I can kick your ass now. Get the fuck out of there. And exactly. so you do less damage, but you get the kill. Yep. So, like, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the reasons why her damage output was reduced. I don't necessarily look at it as a bad thing. Uh, you know, her eliminations are going up and her final blows have increased. I mean, I think that's working. Like, we just have to, you get better Sombras and you are, you know, gonna, things are gonna work out. I yeah, still I think, think Sombras probably, right I think Sombras is still probably one of the, like, the best counter to, like, a Hammond. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. You, just, you can you completely take everything away from him. And then he's just a big ball, a big, big alt ball for you. You know, <laughs> you completely just take everything from him. So yeah. when Funny I do play ball him, ball. And it, it's May and Sombra that are worst enemies for him. Holy shit. God, they're just awful. <laughs> yeah, May, May and Sombra. But I think it's easier to stay away from, from a May than a Sombra because Sombra, I think I'm pretty sure Sombra's hack has a longer range. I mean, you can though. pop a bullet off into Sombra and stop her hack, and, and it's kind of all right most of the time, but you get close enough to a maid, she just wrecks your day, or she walls you off. It's just like, ugh. Right, well, a Sombra <laughs> shouldn't be going face-to-face -face with a Hammond. That's not, not necessarily yeah, true. You know, so you gotta be a little sneaky about it, but yeah, I mean, like, the win rates haven't really changed. Both Sombra and May, like I said, still remain two of the lowest played heroes. So... Um, I think that's good for now. I don't. I, I think I don't 
think Blizzard should be trying to make May a more popular character. It's okay to have niche characters, and May should be one of those niche characters. I mean, we're not going to get back into it. We talked no. about it last week. No, but um, no. May should yeah, be like deleted. The, yeah. <laughs> but May is but, Bay, um, though. No, May is no, Bay not. and should be in lore, but not in the game. No, no. So we're going to go ahead. 2018. We're going to go ahead and move <laughs> on. And uh, you know, we're going to be replacing, or want to replace weekly updates with community questions. Uh, I figured that could, that'll be a bit more helpful than weekly updates like Seagull was quitting Overwatch League. That's why when I saw that, I was like, that's the weekly update. We need to change. We need, we need to make a change. Right. <laughs> and that change hopefully will be community questions. And, uh, you know, uh, we did get one this week on really short notice. So um, I want to give a big shout out to Eternity Lotus. I just want to make sure I'm saying the right person. I'm pretty sure that's his name is Eternity Lotus um, for, you know, you know, putting a question out there uh, this week for us to discuss. And um, his question was, what are your thoughts on Blizzard's overall lack of transparency to their console player base and their continued lack of responses to the console players? So this is right up my alley. Because <laughs> Josh, uh, people. PC console scrubs. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ken just joking. But yeah. So um, I don't know if Bob can hear this because he doesn't have his normal headset on. He's, uh, he's away. So we might have to repeat it when he gets back. I don't know. Uh, he, okay, he has wireless earbuds on. Okay, so. Gotcha. All right, so. I mean, I might have the longest response. Maybe I should let you guys respond first. Do you have uh, a response? Um, I mean, honestly, there's nothing I could say to protect Blizzard. Like, they have definitely. They've definitely shunned the console. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it looks like they just don't care. And I'm sorry. That's all. That's. I I want them to care, but I don't think they do. That's all I've got. Oof. I mean, I don't think you're really wrong because I mean, the last last thing I remember hearing that was console specific about Overwatch was the tour rework back in like season one. Uh, that was they, like um that what that might have been a month after the game came out, maybe. Yeah, that was maybe. the last thing I remember hearing that was like exclusively a console thing that they adjusted. Like that's literally it that i've heard as far as console stuff goes yeah so there's a console mega thread that was created about all the different issues that console players are having and there hasn't been a response from blizzard at all uh i think they're like i I talked to eternity lotus when he was presenting a question there hasn't really been a response from blizzard regarding console related issues in seven months and i think that's fucking ridiculous I really do. Uh, first of all, more console players have paid more money for Overwatch than a lot of PC players. On PC, you can get the over you can get Overwatch for forty bucks. You know, if you want to get the base package, you have no choice but to pay sixty dollars on console. No choice. Like that. That is the copy of Overwatch you're getting as the Origins Edition, and that is it. And you can't make a promise to support consoles. Uh, and then just like drop it. I mean, you can't put a game out on a console and then just treat them like second class citizens like they don't exist. You know, I mean, it's not fair to the consumers. And some people are going to say, um, well, console just doesn't make Blizzard enough money and that's why. So it's whatever. Like, no, it, that's not the console player's fault. It's not the console player's fault 
that you know maybe maybe over what actually i'm pretty sure pc like in terms of like selling loot boxes and player base yes that is bigger for them but and the, the fact Overwatch that you League. still have what did you say bob and the overwatch league which has made and them overwatch a league. ton of money yeah i'm talking about just money from players here i'm not talking about like extra stuff um but like you know it is true that they probably they did actually i'm, I'm pretty certain they did make more money uh, based off from PC than they did on console. But they should still, like, those players still paid for the game. And their issues should still be taken seriously, especially when it came to the banning issues. That was huge. That was huge for the console. Because if you went to, let's say you got banned on Xbox, if you went to Microsoft, Microsoft would say, oh, we can't, we don't have anything to do with that. But then if you went to Blizzard, Blizzard would like, oh, sorry, you got to go talk to Microsoft. It was one huge loop, you know, that they had to go through. So I know that that's one specific issue I remember yep. being like really, really, well, really big. All right. In the last thing they actually did for console players was get the reporting system in, and then that's the last yeah. thing I remember yeah. they did. That was the, probably the last thing they did. It came after PC, you know, having the, the reporting system and stuff like that, you know. All right. I was going to say, Overwatch is just a strange animal because you think of a lot of AAA titles or most AAA titles like Call of Duty and shit like that. uh, They are bigger on console because there is a bigger player player base to cater to. But Blizzard, they're such a a PC-based company with Warcraft and everything else like that. And Overwatch just happened to catch on more PC players because they kind of catered to them a little bit more with this FPS. it's just strange. Like you don't see this with any other FPS for the most part, that PC is so much bigger. The PC community is so much bigger. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, isn't that kind of the case with like almost every triple a, uh, FPS that's bigger on console. I mean, everyone that I can think of off the bat, like, you know, halo, COD battlefield, things like that. I mean, battlefield. No, 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 no. Halo. I don't play battlefield. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Halo for sure. Halo, obviously Halo because Halo hasn't been on PC for God knows how long. Right. And Call of Duty is definitely bigger on console, but Battlefield is bigger on PC. Call of Duty and Call of Duty Counter Strike doesn't even exist on console. Uh, Counter Strike is also one of those weird animals too. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Counter Strike count and, them. <laughs> and Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six is P- is mostly PC. Like there's still a thing. <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> like where have you been like rainbow six is massive rainbow six that that was that was ubisoft's running as games as a service and it worked out for them big time um but like if you look at shoot like east like shooter esports like the biggest ones are uh still on pc like like rainbow six is most certainly bigger than halo right now in terms of an esport and same thing with counter-strike but you know, going back to to Overwatch specifically, um, it's really like you know they to not even acknowledge they only I think they've only acknowledged console players like in the past two years and some change like maybe once or twice, maybe three times that I can remember that they're actually going to try to do something for console players here. And cool, um, bro, in the chat said you know consoles have just been getting worse and worse, which is why I'm saving to get my wife a PC because there is a difference. I've seen, you know, I think only the hardcore of the hardcore are left on the consoles now. Like, they just love Overwatch so much. But I've seen so many players, even, like, listeners, people who actually still listen to this show, they don't 
play Overwatch in it because it's, it's just extremely difficult to do so, especially because it's so easy to smurf on console. Oh, so yeah. easy and to smurf. Many of them have switched to PC. Like We've had a bunch of listeners actively tell yeah. us they've switched to PC, and those are just the ones that have told us. I bet a lot more have switched, too. Right. And a lot Absolutely. of big streamers have done it, too. I mean, wasn't DSP Stinky one of the people that switched from uh, console he, to PC? A long time ago, yeah. He he yeah. was on console, top 500, and then he switched to PC. Everybody said he couldn't get top 500. He got top 500. But then he tried to join Pro, and Lucio on the Pro level, as opposed to the flashy Lucio, two different beasts. He right, did not right. survive Pro and washed out fast. I mean, but, you know, still, it's just that allure of PC has become really, really strong. And, you know, like I said, some of the... And rightfully uh, so, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I switched to PC, what, three... Well, it's been longer, three years. God, it's been five years since I started PC really hardcore. But I, I mean, I never even touched, like, PC gaming until, like, five, six years ago. And it didn't take a full year before I was like, you know, this PC is where I game now. I don't even bother. I, I, I own an Xbox one. I used it for fucking streaming. Like that is yeah. just about it. I played Metal Gear Rising I mean, again. Like that was it. There's, <laughs> there's no argument really. And I, I mean, I won't even entertain it because it's just a silly argument. You definitely PC is better, but jaws, right. They should be paying attention to the console players because not everybody can get a PC. Right, and I totally understand, like, loving loving console. Like, I was a console gamer my entire freaking life until I finally could afford and got the courage to build my own PC. Once I did that, yeah, I was stuck on PC and, like, it's PC Master Race all the way. But at the same time, console was where I grew up gaming. That was the entirety of my gaming experience up until just a few short years ago. I get it. There is a that's, that's huge crowd to cater to on on console, and I respect that. There's no reason for I a lot of people f- that are on console to move to PC. And I did so the they full circle. Just them. I oh, started yeah? on PC, then in the college years switched to console because the consoles came out were actually powerful enough, and then switched back to PC a couple years ago. Right. And Kurabara has a good point. You know, some people don't want to use PC because it reminds them of work. If, you know, if you're a white collar guy and you're sitting down in a computer chair all day, I get the allure of just chilling out on your couch and playing a freaking Xbox game for a couple of hours. I, I still do that occasionally, but it's never really I anything do that with single, with single player games all day. I, just, I played 80 hours of Assassin's Creed Origins. And that's a great just couch game. I, I just don't well, like Assassin's Creed. Well, that's the thing, like, the argument here is not what <laughs> what platform is better. The argument here is that they had players who bought right, a game. Right. Yep, that's exactly what I said console, before. And they are not supporting them properly. They are clearly showing bias to PC players, and they shouldn't. I mean, like, clearly. I mean, I've talked about it so many times in so many different episodes. If they were even paying attention, that Torb and Symmetra change would have been reverted now because there's no reason to have it <laughs> honestly honestly i think they should have they should be making more changes to make it different from the pc version to make it better because i i think the there's, torb and symmetric changes are good although what's the symmetric changes on console did console get the no, exact talk, same new symmetra 
they did. They got this exact same everything. I'm talking about them nerfing the damage that the turrets do across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's good. Like on console, that's a good thing. I think they should make more changes that are completely different from the PC version because it's a completely different beast. I think that's what they should be doing for console players. What, more of those torp tart ch- changes. The reason why they put the changes in was because you can go six torp, you can go six symmetric, like having. Double even two symmetries or two torbs was a really big problem. So they nerfed the damage because that's what people were doing. What I'm saying is, they sh- if they were paying attention to how the game is played and what's going on on console, those re- those nerfs should have been reverted after the fact. There's a bunch of other changes they could make to the game that would tweak it better for play to make it better on console. Um, the one thing I will say that they have done on console that uh, a lot of other games haven't done is they really really tweak the control scheme i do like how they've tweaked the control scheme but that's about as much work as they've done on console they haven't really been answering any of the questions or problem uh, or problems that console players have really been having uh, well let's start to close up here but in regards to the community question i mean i think we're all in agreement that it's you know uh, we're not necessarily fans about how blizzard has been treating console if the player you got to treat the console yeah, man, players the same as the pc players Right, we're with you guys. Like we wish they would, but we don't know what else to do to try and help you out. I mean, and you know what? This is. I'll leave you guys on this. Um, Overwatch has a very unique uh, opportunity here to bridge the gap in terms of equality in esports, because if they actually paid attention to console and did something like enable mouse and keyboard support. So that it's easier for console players to actually get into some of the Overwatch League stuff. Maybe not necessarily Overwatch League proper, but Overwatch like some of the more not the amateur. Yeah, I guess you call the amateur stuff. Get this shit. There's a guy that plays Ryan at the contenders level. He plays Ryan well. He uses a controller the majority of the time, and will switch off to mouse and keyboard just for a second for different characters, but he plays Ryan with the controller, and he plays Ryan well. It's right, just yeah. a little tidbit, yeah. like a little weird thing, but yeah, on the contenders level, I don't know his name. I don't follow contenders much, but I listen to a couple yeah, and shows. You, you and get they people like that occasionally it. that are just really gifted with like regular controllers or input devices. Like There was a well, guy at the- Evo a couple years back that used a regular PS4 controller, I think it was. Right. Uh, oh, and there's guy. also a guy that uses that plays tracer that uses a rollerball. Yeah, like the big well, old so rollerball. Like, well, the the bulk of players are still going to use. I mean, like the 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 biggest advantage you're going to get is being able to use a mouse and keyboard. And if you enable that on an Xbox or a PS4 for Overwatch, that'll make it easier transition for players that don't have a PC to get into, you know, would, the professional man, scene. It would really alienate people that don't have the option to put a mouse and keyboard in. Let's see. I don't know, though, because you look at games like I've been playing a little bit of Fortnite recently and they're, you know, they have cross platform between mobile Xbox PC and now even uh, Nintendo Switch. And apparently the people on consoles aren't having that bad a time. Of course, mobile's got to be, you know, got to be a rough time. But they have cross-platform well, for everybody. You had to bring everybody. up a shitty game, didn't you? 
Sni- huh? Shotguns Ramp are also night. sniper rifles in that game. Sure, <laughs> sure. But well, the point the point I'm getting at is it's not that bad a time for console players, even with the PC guys on there, which it's a bit different, you know, for sure, because it's not as competitive. You know, it's like a PUBG style thing. But it's showing that cross-plat can at least be done or at least be tried. Um, right. So enabling that mouse and keyboard stuff for console players might not be that bad a thing. And if they do it natively, then mouse and keyboards aren't that expensive. Dude, Dude, if yeah, they mouse enable and mouse and keyboard, I will buy it on PS4 because I just got a PS4 and on Xbox One, and I will play every game night they fucking have. If they enable mouse and keyboard support, it'll definitely cause it, especially in the beginning, it will cause a pretty big divide in the in the competitive community. You will see people using mouse and keyboard move up, and people who are not using mouse and keyboard move down. But like there are people who use mouse and keyboard on console right now, but you need like a third party device to do that, and um, right. that shit will Cheaters. get you banned. People don't believe me. It's like it's right now. It's cheating. Like people don't believe me, especially on the Xbox. Anytime you plug something into your Xbox that is not certified, the <laughs> Xbox knows. <laughs> it is keeping track of that shit. But um, yeah, right now that's how a lot of people on the top ranks are getting up there. But if you even it out, if you make it even across the board that, hey, if you get a wireless mouse and keyboard, you can, you know, you, that that's even if you can get that for people. I think that'll make a huge change right. and make it so that people who can't get a PC have an op- at least have an opportunity to get into the pro Overwatch scene, which will add diversity to right. esports. I, in general. I really feel like Microsoft, especially my, the Xbox folks, I really feel like specifically them are trying to kind of get a push going for that on console to kind of even out that community, make things like that, make it all native and all that. I don't think it would be necessarily a bad, it's never a bad thing when you give players more options. You know, if people don't want to get on board, that's their problem. But, you know, you give them the option to do it, you know, give them more freedom, not less. That's my belief. Yep. So hopefully uh, we answered your question satisfactory. We're going to go ahead and, get started to you know closing up here before bob's headphones conk out um they're close last week i I mentioned that we are looking to do kind of like a game show episode and also monthly community episodes where we invite you know viewers on to you know talk about any topic they kind of want to talk about as long as overwatch related i haven't heard any back uh, back from anybody yet on that don't be shy. If you're worried about not having equipment to do it or something like that, even if you have to like, you know, come in via phone or like via phone, or Discord on your phone, that's something that we can work with. I wouldn't yeah. worry too much about it. And um the only thing you need to come with is being able to defend your opinions if they're unpopular. That's all. Just believe in your beliefs. <laughs> you will be You fine. gotta believe. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be you'll do just fine. So and we, you know, guys, we'd love to have people come on for that. <laughs> We are like you guys are listeners. We are not going to like even if we disagree, we're not going to be like we're not going to go as fierce at you as we would each other. So Fuck don't that. No worry about barred. that. Let's go. Okay. Well, I won't go as fierce at you. I can guarantee no, Bob's you right. that. Yeah, we're we're not going to alienate our fans like that. You know, yeah, cool if you got something, you, we'll, you know, you said you're you're at you know. Your fear is not having an idea for a show. You don't have to have an idea for an entire show. You just have to have a topic you want to talk about. It doesn't have to last 60 minutes. Yeah. So even if it's just like a single question, like, what are your thoughts on so-and-so old? You know, the, you know, just yeah, we're thinking like, like it's, it's an idea. It's something like we're thinking like five minutes each. Is that what you guys were thinking? That's what I was thinking. 
It depends yeah, on, the, if on we got what the discussion is. is. It depends. Yeah, on what the, mean, yeah, basically, yeah. It depends on what the discussion is. You know, we just want to get you get you on the show so you can say, okay, well, I think this, that, and the other. What do you guys think? And we can discuss it. You know, and it'll be a we, nice time. We want to let your voice be heard. You guys always come to chat. You guys talk in chat. We can't always answer what you say in chat. This 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 is your time, guys. This is your time to shine. All right. This is your time. Absolutely. And this is a community based Overwatch podcast. So get in here, boys. Absolutely. Listen for the boys. And uh, I think one thing, anybody who went out to the Xbox game that I was not able to make it there on Friday night, but Mellow Yeti ran it and it looks like some people came out. So thank you very much, guys, for coming to Xbox game night. Once uh, Mellow Yeti gets settled in, I think he's moving right now. Uh, you know, we're going to you know see about running more of those and more that I can actually, you know, attend. Um, PS4, I was hoping to run a game night this week, but I definitely cannot. So... That being the case, I right now tentatively I want to say I want to let's run a game night on the seventeenth. That's next Friday. Let me know what you guys think about that on Twitter or in Discord, so we can discuss it a bit more. But yeah, let's say August seventeenth for the next you know PS4 game night, and we'll go from there. Other than that, always talk about Prepare to Attack, guys. Like you know, check it out. We do have new uh, content coming for Prepare to Attack. So you know, if you're looking to get better at specific characters. That's where you want to be, uh, and you could just go. Uh, you could just search for "Prepare to Attack" on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. It should be in all the same places as Watchpoint Radio at this point. So, uh, if you are not here on stream tonight, we do stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or sometime around that. Uh, you know, so we try to get started. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to have you here to join the conversation as the show gets recorded. Always want to hear about your Overwatch stories, so we will get into uh, you know how you can contact us here in a little bit. And I always like talking about Heroes of Overwatch. If you are, you know, if you're playing Overwatch and you want to look for, if you're on your own Facebook and you want to find out people to play with or just keep up with the latest Overwatch news or memes, definitely check out that group. Those guys are awesome. Uh, you know, thank you for listening. Of course, you know, uh, you can find us, like I said earlier, on twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. You guys want to give your social media info? You can find me on Twitter at blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Where can we find you, Kinder? You can find my personal Twitter at Nerf Kinder, please. That's P-L-S. Uh, you can also find my other podcast, Fragging Out. Uh, Twitter at Fragging Out Pod. Also www.fraggingout.com. Discord.me slash fracking out and twitch.tv slash fracking out. We will eventually get some content out. Maybe not anytime soon, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. You can find me on Twitter at Church of Ja. And uh, you can find me Take streaming me here sometime. to church. Big chocolate. <laughs> you can find me here on Twitter uh, on the Mash Those Buttons Twitch channel streaming sometimes. So twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And, um, but, uh, you know, we want to hear from you guys, like I said earlier. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us at WPR at MashThoseButtons.com. But you can also reach out via Twitter or Discord, Facebook, SoundCloud. You can write a comment on the website. We try to look for all that stuff before we get started on the show. So, yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys. If you enjoy the show and you want to help uh, us out, the best way to do so is to share the show with others and to rate and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you want to help support the show a little bit more, you can, uh, you know, become a Patreon. That's Patreon a patron, which is patreon.com slash watchpointradio. And uh, you what? can also, 
You can also, uh, you know, check out our Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash match those buttons. Or you can also become a Twitch subscriber. All those ways help us, you know, uh, you know, run the site, run the show. It's a tremendous help with the projects we have in mind. And, uh, you know, we really thank you guys for that. For, for everybody who does support us, it's, it's fucking awesome. We really do appreciate it. And uh, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our outfit show. So, yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys. We're heading out. We will catch you next time. Damn, that was close. The right earbud just went out, and this mic is fucking heavy. (laughs) Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashosButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out MashosButtons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.